Good morning. Um, my name's Michael. I'm one of the clergy here at Holy Trinity Clapham. Obviously, um, be a bit weird if they just let me walk around like this. Um, um, and we, I, what I want to do today is I just want us to have a look at one verse from our gospel reading, reading, and I think it's appropriate for all of us, but particularly helpful for those people that are kind of making promises um, to teach and to guide children in the ways of Christ. So it's verse 34. I'm just going to read it again um, for us. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them, because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he began teaching them many things. Now, people are always trying to teach us a way to live, a way to make society flourish. Trump, May, Corbyn, Marxism, ultra-right, even Blair's back on the scene trying to teach us how to live. And it's not just politicians, musicians, celebrities. And if you get past all of that, if you watch TV and you're on social media, we're just being bombarded with this is how you should live. This is what's going to make you better. This is going to help society flourish. And let's be honest, sometimes, dare I say it, sometimes we even teach other people when they're wrong. Now, Jesus, he sees this large group of people and he says they are like sheep without a shepherd. They are lost. They will not survive. So what does he do? He teaches them. Now, we know what he taught because we have all four of the Gospels. And all through the Bible, there's this reference to humanity as being like sheep without a shepherd. But this warning always comes with a promise that one day a perfect shepherd will come to guide and to save. And the Christian sees Christ as that perfect shepherd. Now, we have to be very careful when we come to Jesus' teaching. We have to handle them carefully because it's easy to kind of throw out Jesus' teaching and we just end up teaching ourselves and it's covered up as the church. We're selling Christianity without Christ. So we need to go back to what Jesus actually said. What did Jesus say? actually do what did Jesus actually say and actually do and even if we go back to what he actually said and what he actually did the question still remains what we ask of all people trying to teach this can I trust it because that's the question if you can't trust it then we can just move on can I trust this and I believe when it comes to Jesus yes you can He looks at this group of people, their lives, their chaos, and what does he do? He has compassion on them. Now, no one here is going to say, I have a perfect life with a perfect family in a perfect country, in a perfect country, in a perfect world. No one's going to say that. So we can all agree that we want to try and make our lives and make society better. And people throughout history have had compassion on humanity. So why is Jesus so different? Jesus showed us the depth of his compassion. Jesus is the message. I am the way, the truth, and the life. He saw our mess. He saw our lives and society and world, and he had compassion. And so he came so that humanity would crucify him. It is the supreme example of compassion, giving his life for others. Now, throughout history, we have seen people do this, but it is the supreme example because he did it for people who could never do it for themselves. 
And he paid it for all of humanity. That's the Christian message. That humanity has wandered from God and done our own thing. And God says, come back. And the way he does that is to put up a signpost. You may have heard people say this. Lots of people say this to me. They go, I just wish God would send a sign. He did. He did send a sign. And it's a naked, mocked starving to death on a cross with blood gushing out of him. That's the sign, the great signpost that says, come back to God. And so when we read Jesus, what he actually said, we read he walked the talk. He literally died for you and for me. And all is required is that we follow him. We follow Jesus. And this is the, this is the tricky bit. We're not following the Jesus of our imaginations, The Jesus of, oh, this is the Jesus that I really like. We're following the crucified Savior. You see, it's so funny. You get, I mean, I meet so many people, and and it's almost like they pretend to be Christians, which is amazing because you can actually be one. And a Christian, you don't have to worry about this life or the next, in the ups and the downs, and all that life throws at you because you trust in Christ's sacrificial, compassionate death. And you see him as God. You turn from yourself as God to Christ as God. You turn from your teaching to Christ's teaching. So how how do we respond to this? I think there's four responses that you can have right now. One, absolute rubbish. I've got my way of living and that's going to help me and that's going to save me. That's going to make the world a better place. And if that's you, you'll probably, whilst we disagree, you can understand the concept. If you're going to be a Christian, be a Christian. And I hope you have a wonderful time. Please join us for coffee and pastries at the end. Number two, I've never actually read the teachings of Jesus. All I've done is I've listened to what other people have told me about the teachings of Jesus. And I've never actually done anything for myself. Well, can I encourage you? Read read one of the Gospels, first four books of the New Testament, or come back in September We're going to run an alpha course, and there you can kind of go, okay, hold on, how does this all fit together? Is there any truth to these claims? Thirdly, you may know now that actually you've just been following the Jesus that you like. You've just been, you've never actually made the decision to follow this crucified saviour. And you might have been coming for many years and every time you put communion, which communion is we're going to take, it's a representation of the body and blood of Jesus. What you're doing is you're trivializing it because it's just the Jesus of your imagination, not the Jesus that died for you. And as you come up for communion, maybe you need to make the decision today, I'm following the Christ who has saved me. Fourthly, then this is the group that I'm in. If I consider myself a Christian, am I really a Christian. Am I really a Christian? Because it's, it's easy, isn't it? Come on, let's, let's all, I'm, I can't be the only one. It's very easy, isn't it? We talk about Jesus being a Jew 2,000 years ago, and what we really mean is Jesus was a good Church of England lad who got confirmed. And when we talk about Jesus being born among the filth as a migrant in a stable, what we actually mean is he was born in Chelsea and Wentworth. And when we talk about Jesus who gave his life for the poor and the helpless and the marginalized, what we actually mean is, I'm going to flick a coin to the guy outside Waitrose. And when we talk about Jesus who died on the cross for you and for me, what we actually mean is he had a really nice life, didn't really give up much, and he died at the ripe old age, surrounded by his family. 
And what we do is we just go, we just need to go, am I following the Christ of the Bible? Or is it just something that I've made up, something that I like? Now, I, I don't know where you fit. It's a difficult thing. I just want us to think through these things because actually what happens is, is that we can so easily just go, yeah, that'll do. And I think that the Christ of the Bible has so much more for us. So I'm going to pray and then we're going to carry on. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much that you sent your son Jesus Christ to die for us. We thank you so much for the gift of these children who we're going to baptize. And I pray that you would help us all as we journey through this life to see you as our saviour and our Lord. Amen.